Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Philip Mantle, I interrupted this story of you tracking down this other female witness. Can you tell us more? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, um, you know, uh, Stephanos in, in Greece had interviewed uh, Pastor Sigalas and. Um, in the back of the car during this sighting was a young lady called Joanne Hallmark, and I'd left, I'd left messages on some long defunct social media um, accounts, but there, there was a name of a church on it, George, and I, I went back and, and, and I just googled the church, you know, nothing, you know, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, I just googled, and to my surprise, it, there it was, and it wasn't in Pascagoula, it wasn't even in Mississippi, it was in Maryland. And the church had a website. And on this website, much to my amazement, there were some sermons that you could listen to. And the sermons were given by somebody called Hallmark. But in mind, I'm looking for a lady called Joanne Hallmark. And I thought, is this her husband? Maybe her sons? So there was a general email address to the church. So I sent her an email, told them who I was looking to speak to, 
and that she worked with the Pastor Sigalas in, in Pascagoulan in 1973. Didn't mention anything else. About four weeks later, uh, lo and behold, uh, Miss Hallmark contacted me and confirmed, yes, I worked in, out with uh, in Pascagoula with uh, Pastor Sigalas. So then I, I had to tell her what I was looking for and I sent an email, you know, UFOs, you know, etc., etc. And again, a few weeks later, she came back, yeah, and she confirmed it all, and then was was interviewed by Irina on the telephone and, and confirmed it yet again. So, you know, there, there was a sighting at the time, uh, although we found a couple of newspaper cuttings, so these gentlemen, not only did they speak to Stephanos in 1981, they had reported it at the time, and it is probably him that was the, the pastor who was in the police station that night reporting it in person. And like I said, he was accompanied by Mr. Broadhurst, who was also part of the police and probation service. And, um, uh, and uh, you know, so there were sightings by others at the time, George, that went on the record at the time. But once Calvin uh, stepped, you know, forward in 19... Sorry, in 2018, to publish his own book, it then persuaded others, I think, to do the same. You know, the the, um, the media treated Calvin with respect compared to what happened in 1973. Plus, he was of an age he couldn't care less anymore, and people who were witnesses to these events were of a similar age, so they were past caring what people thought. Uh, one of the criticisms back in 1973, where, where the fishing spot was, is not an out-of-the-way place. Um, and, and there's a huge toll bridge, road bridge goes right over the river. It's Highway 90, I believe. And one of the criticisms back in the day was, well, nobody driving across the bridge that night have said anything. Well, you know, that was correct, but it doesn't mean somebody didn't see something. So... One gentleman who stepped forward was called Charles Anderson. And he said he was driving over the bridge that night, 11th of October, 1973. He'd been out with his wife. And he said he watched this thing for about 30 seconds down below him, George. Literally down below him. And it was so low, he thought, this is going to crash. And of course going across the bridge, and I, and I asked Calvin to do this, it, it's the general direction of where they were that night. You know, the, the pier and everything has gone now, and it's all being cleaned up. But people still do fish from it, you know. And um, so there was a sighting from the bridge of this blue, this blue, this blue thing. Now, Aria and I have been involved in making a new documentary, and Mr. Anderson was, was interviewed for it. And, and just last year, he put a little post on Facebook, you know, being interviewed. And a lady by the name of, of Pamela Rayleigh Eves steps forward. And she said, oh, I saw the UFO that night. But what wasn't clear at the time, we found out later, is that Rusty, Mr. Anderson, and Miss Eves are actually cousins. Huh. Neither of them knew of each other's sighting. Um, now, uh, Pamela, Pamela Eves, she'd literally been putting her children to bed that night, 
and she went to close the curtains, you know, the bedroom curtains, and she saw this thing out in the distance. And, um, you know, again, this blue thing. So even, even cousins didn't, didn't, you know, swap their, their information. And it was just a little comment she made, George. People are trying to make out that some of these people are stepping forward looking for publicity. Well, no, she was just responding to a small post on, on Facebook uh, that I just happened to see, quite literally. Wasn't there looking for it. It just happened across it. I had no idea Mr. Anderson, Anderson had, had posted a thing about the documentary, but they're just, just a couple of examples. I, I know you, you, you've gathered so many additional witnesses that you detail in the book, and even with as much time as we have, we can't go through them all. Uh, but I, I, want to, I want to use one more clip of this hypnosis session, and when we come back, uh, Irina, I'd like to ask you if any of the other witnesses that you've t spoken to have similar descriptions. Uh, in this clip, under hypnosis, Calvin Parker discusses what this craft looked like. Uh, let's play it now. I couldn't move. I was laying there. I was paralyzed. I was looking up because I couldn't look any other way. And something came out of the ceiling. Can you see it? I can. It's, it's metallic blue and square. And it just comes straight down and stopped in front of my eyes. And it started circling my head and making a clicking noise. And then it just stopped again. We're back up in the ceiling. And then what happened? This thing that had me backed up to the wall and stood there just didn't move nothing. Just looked like he was placed there. Were you able to get a better look at that thing so you could describe it better than you could when you were out on the dock? No, my eyes was, he was kind of off then. And my eyes were still adjusting. And what happened next? I kind of rolled my head over for some reason, and something was coming toward me, and it looked a lot different than the thing that was there. What did it look like? It looked like a woman, just a regular person coming toward me. Mm -hmm. Describe that woman in all of the details that you see. This lady had brown eyes, and I didn't notice no hair right then, or any. She had long fingers. How and many fingers were on her hand, do you know? They was five, just like our hands, mm -hmm. five of them. She was thin, looked undernourished, had a nose, eyes, mouth, her lips was thin, ears, and I didn't notice any clothing if she had any on. Did she look human in every way? Yeah. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. Irina Scott, uh, does this uh, sort of ring a bell with you in terms of other abductees who've described different beings? Now, we heard the description of these strange robotic kind of things with the pointy heads. Uh, the points coming out of their heads. The fact that Calvin reports seeing a very human-looking person on board the craft, is that a common thing? Uh, I don't know how common it is, but other people have reported it. For example, um, even very early in 1957, um, somebody named Boas in Brazil, this was probably the very first abduction that was ever reported, and the man was conscious. 
he report, he was on a tractor, uh, and this thing came down, uh, this UFO, and chased his tractor and captured him. And then he was put into a room. He, they put gel on him, sort of, and he thought that affected his mind, and there was gas in the room. And this woman came in, and she looked kind of human, but she had, like, red hair under her arms and things like that, which didn't quite look human. And for some reason, um, they did sex, which he thought it, he had been influenced by this, um, uh, by what they put on him and things. And then he was let go, and um, he became a lawyer and had a professional position his rest of his life and a family and everything. He was perfectly normal, but that was one of the very first reports of an abduction, and it involved a woman. This description of the equipment coming out of the ceiling, coming down as Calvin is laying there, and uh, lying there, this thing, this apparatus comes down. You've heard that before, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of people report being scanned. And in our technology today, if we're doing MRI or that sort of thing, they put us on a gurney and send us in this big capsule and everything. Well, he was. It, they gave the impression of scanning him, and it was just a little tiny thing. And he said, like a deck of cards today, you'd say like an iPhone. And it, it gave the impression of being a much more uh, evolved type of scanning than what we would have now. But other people report that of being um, looked at and scanned in different things, and of seeing human-like beings on... Uh, UFOs, sometimes you'll see um, beings that don't look human along with humans, uh, along with things that look human. Um, Cal, uh, Philip, the same question for you. Uh, your impression of Calvin's memory there, the hypnosis session, why, why was he, why did you put him under hypnosis? Because he seems to have pretty good recollection of, of what happened that night. But And what else came out of those sessions that, that kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, I mean, uh, simply we had the opportunity, George, and so we took it while it was there. Calvin pointed out that he he never needed hypnosis because he could remember it all, pretty much, most of it. Uh, But what the hypnosis did for him was clarify one or two things. Now, he'd been under hypnosis before, and um, so we wanted to ask the same sort of things. What did come out is that we found that uh, he had two other encounters as a young as a young boy, and he also had another encounter in 1993. And the common denominator amongst all these four encounters was this female. She was in all four of them. And um, as Calvin, there's a, there's an artist impression in the book of, uh, that done by a professional artist friend of ours. And um, he also said she looked like she was wearing a mask. Uh, but he said if you saw her in a bar, you'd buy her a drink, you know. <laughs> uh, the, the only difference was the middle finger was longer. And she placed this in his navel cavity uh, up through his throat. Uh, that hurt him. And um, 
So that so this this woman, you know, or this female or whatever you want to call it, was the the the, the thread that holds these four encounters together. But we also we mentioned Travis Walton in in in, in the intro. Travis saw not necessarily a, well a man and a woman as well. These creatures that looked like male and female during his encounter, although they had some kind of uh, helmet over their heads, but they were they were human looking, you know. And so, was, uh, but Calvin didn't like this one. He said she was wicked and evil. And um, during his 1973 encounter. Um, I'll tell you this point now, Josh, because it's specific to some other bits and pieces. One part that Calvin doesn't like talking about is they remove his his, his clothing from his trousers downwards. They take his shoes and socks off, and they say they stuck something in his foot and it hurt, and he could hear something dripping, and he assumed that's his blood. But they they pump this material through him and, and rip and did something with him almost as if there was changing his blood and so he, he got he got dressed again and he, he, he gained the power of the movement and he grabbed this female and slammed her head against the uh, the side of this thing she then you know pointed to what Calvin calls the big ugly and the next thing he knows he's back outside on the pier so he, he had an intense dislike or even hatred for this for this creature, because she'd hurt him. And um, so there are uh, other encounters that have similar experiences, similar descriptions of um, human-looking encounters. Here here in the UK as well, there's a very famous incident involving a police constable who was on duty in his patrol car back in 1980. And during his hypnosis, he reports seeing these little round-headed, ugly creatures but there's a man. There's a, a being there that looks just like a man with a long, you know, with a gown on, even has a beard. You know, so seeing, you know, human-like um, beings is not is not unusual and not unique to this case. But it might coming to what Mrs. Blair had to say under her hypnosis session that might, that might have some significance. The significance about this piece, and I'm, I'm going off track here, George, so please excuse me, is when, when um, Charlie got, was, got gotten hold of by these things, he felt a prick in his forearm. And as Calvin pointed out, he felt the stick something in his feet. Now, when I started looking into this, I asked Calvin if he got any documents, and he said, no, everything's gone, Hurricane Katrina. So I contacted everybody I could think of. First port of call was the Center for UFO Studies, because Heineck was involved. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.